0: Tuberculosis, also known as the Great White Plague, had killed one in seven people that had ever lived by the early 19th century. A disease that was once thought to be genetic, it became a scourge that would rise to a peak in places like Europe, where it would account for 25% of all deaths. Before modern medicine produced a vaccine, there were very few options for those who would display symptoms of the wasting disease. The most humane treatment was to sequester a patient to one of the many sanatoriums that had been built in the early 20th century. Among these was a facility opened in Louisville, Kentucky to accommodate victims of the sudden outbreak of tuberculosis in the Jefferson County area. The building, originally built to house 50 to 60 patients, was eventually renovated and expanded to be able to handle up to 400 patients. Patients who suffered from the ravages of the disease and sometimes were subjected to barbaric experimental treatments. The sanatorium, long since abandoned, now is known as one of the most haunted places in the world. This case file joined the theorists as they assess the apparition coalition that seems beyond superstition but isn't above suspicion in the Waverly Hills Sanatorium.
1: Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 194, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Uh, before oh. we get into anything, we got some big news for y'all listening to this case file live on Monday, or if you're listening to this on Spotify on Friday. Uh, we are live at Contact in the Desert, Saturday, June twenty-six, uh, from 1 to 2.30. Is that correct, still?
2: 1 to 2.30, but I think Saturday's the 25th.
1: No, Friday's the 25th.
2: Yeah, Saturday's the 26th. You got June twenty-six, 1 to 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we we got our own. I, th- I believe it's a free room too. You don't have to have a ticket to contact in the desert. So we'll make sure to post some links.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna be taking calls on the Cosmic Channel line one eight three three seven zero three zero four two four. We don't want stories for that because uh, obviously Cosmic Channels is gonna be Sunday the twenty seventh. But we want to hear your thoughts on aliens, the UFO UFO disclosure. Um, you know all of our interviews <clears throat> on. Uh, contact in the desert. Did they connect any dots from you? all the speakers we had? Uh, so we're just going to be shooting the shit for an hour and a half, having some drinks, hanging out. Uh, think campfire style, but it'll be under the umbrella of contact in the desert uh, for one day only.
2: Yeah, should be
3: fun.
1: Should, would be fun. So we're so, on for
3: free, hey? We're the fucking openers here or what?
1: Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, we're, we're the we're the filler, all right. I, I believe. All right, that's, is, fair. that's fair. We're
2: the, we're the free filler. Um... But that's better because then more people can access. So well, come on, yeah, think about is the better. star
3: power that's coming to contact in the desert, man. I, like I could only imagine
2: uh, all the world's best speakers and interviewers live from
0: their home kitchen, <laughs> 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 fucking or stuff. Eric Von Daniken's like library, like I guess I don't like wherever he was coming in. Eric Von Daniken's
2: study. Um, yeah. I guess at, on that same note, if you. Want to If you want to tune in to Contact in the Desert, pay the fee and get all the goodies and conferences. Me and your boy Dan here hosted Mm -hmm. a panel on ancient origins of man with, who was it, Eric? Eric Von Daniken. Mm -hmm. Jason Martell. Mike Barra. Uh, David Childress. uh, Shao Ma. Shao Ma. And we're missing Um, one guy off the top of my head. British dude. Mike. Hugh Newman no not him not Hugh Mike uh, uh, Hugh Lewis what and the news did he bring the news with him anyways it was it was fun we did an hour and a half little I guess we didn't really have to do much we just said here no. they are and then they just proceeded to blow each other's minds as me and Dan just said this is awesome <laughs> I thought you were going to say they proceeded to blow each other I'm like
3: "Wow, oh, alright well Good. I'm <laughs> pumping each other's tires hard <laughs>
2: wow <laughs> easy easy yeah. um,
1: And this is our last time it contacted the desert. And we're done. Uh, Anyways, tonight's (laughs) case file. We haven't done spooky in quite a long time. And that's exactly where we're headed to tonight because we're heading to Louisville, Jefferson County, Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, Uh, Kentucky. So how many
0: many episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place did you watch before you (laughs) realized that that's not what this is about?
1: (laughs) Too many to disclose. (laughs)
2: I've never seen Wizards of Waverly Place, so I just put on
3: Master of Puppets, man. Let's fucking talk about a sanatorium. It's perfect. (laughs)
0: There you
3: go. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's my research. So uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium, like Braden just mentioned, is located in southwestern Louisville, Jefferson County, Kentucky. We've got a lot of Theorites out there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people who said when we announced this case file said they live like just a you know, a couple hours away or near there. We have um, friends
1: who stayed there last yeah, night. Yeah, they stayed there.
0: Mm-hmm. Do they <laughs> know the colonel? They buddies of the colonel? Do
3: they know the secret? Say <laughs> 11
1: herbs and spices? Yeah, that's fucking
3: top secret
0: shit. <laughs> I don't think they just tell anybody about that. That's, that's fair. That's locked up in Area 51, we know that. Um, so the sanatorium itself has a pretty long storied history at least almost it's almost 100 no it's about 100 years old at this point uh opened in 1910 uh originally as a two-story hospital to accommodate about 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients which was running rampant in the united states at that time
1: also it was tuberculosis back then was called a way cooler name consumption which is the most terrifying name for a disease no wonder they had to change it
3: well, it was also they called it the graveyard cough too. Like it, it they was They called it the white plague.
0: I was yeah. on that one too.
3: And like something you need to understand too about tuberculosis is tuberculosis has killed more people than any other infectious disease on the planet. It's insane, right? So the United States is being absolutely ravaged, ravaged by this at this point in time. I don't. It first kind of made its headway in the late 1880s, I think. Right, something close to that. Uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Kentucky was kind of perfect for it at this point in time. The climate, super marshy and boggy, uh, wet, perfect breeding ground for tuberculosis. And then you had this massive influx of immigration, which resulted in, like, highly populated areas that were very condensed with people. And, you know, in the 1800s, early 1900s, what were people's, like, hygiene habits? Absolutely fucking awful at this point
2: in time. Not great. Right?
3: So it's this perfect storm, Probably on my level. (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that makes sense and then you have like every house is like a multi-generational household you're living with your elderly grandparents young kids so it's kind of like this perfect storm to spread these infectious diseases and like not to mention in the beginning of the spread of this disease when it first started coming out there was you know there was a lot of artists musicians aristocrats stuff like that that were getting um tuberculosis or consumption and you know initially like when women got it you know suddenly they started losing weight they started becoming pale. They started, you know, when they would spike fevers, their cheeks would get red, their lips would get red, and it Ooh. almost became a fucking status symbol for high um, fashion at the point oh in look. time when it first came out. Huh. Right, so this fucking shit was spreading wildfire. They had absolutely no idea what it was um, until, you know, they kind of started realizing that how it's it's not spread or it's not. Con- You know, people don't get it because of bad juju and because they worship Satan or they're vampires. No, this is an actual real infectious disease. And the best place or the best way to fucking treat these people that are contagious is by secluding them. And that's where we get what we're talking about right now, a sanitarium.
1: Now, my question was like that. That's not the best way to treat tuberculosis. That was just like, we got to get these people out of town.
2: Well, they had no treatment then.
3: You had to you had to result to that, though, because you had to stop the spread, right? Yeah. Like, see, look at what we're dealing with right now. What did we do? What was the number one way we fought COVID when it first came out?
1: We didn't send anyone to sanatoriums. No, but you locked everybody down. Everybody
3: yeah. got locked down. This is what a fucking sanatorium is. It's a lockdown facility to keep these people with tuberculosis in a fucking space and try and treat them. But these people were like mostly dying, (laughs) like all of them. Well, at this point in time, there was a 50% survival rate with tuberculosis.
2: That's not great.
3: Half the people died,
2: that guy. It's fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, and there was like, at that time, early in the the 20th century, like you didn't have any real, they didn't really know what caused it. So medicine was still in its early, like internal medicine was still kind of in its early days at that point. So you weren't really sure... What to do. But the only thing that they could think was that some people seemed to, you know, convalesce or they seemed to get a little bit better when they were, um, uh, or, or the leading theory was that if you could get them above sea level, so they said about like the, the estimate was like the best theory they had was like 2,200 feet uh, above sea level. So that would equal the pressure. Of the blood vessels inside the body, and so having them move up. around in these kinds of activities would it? This would allow them to to put less stress on their body. Therefore, they could get better.
1: Now, I, I I'm a simple man, um, <laughs> but uh, when you die from tuberculosis, it's just a. I imagine it's a peaceful death. No issues. You just fall asleep is that what happens
3: well take it from the name consumption right the body's can basically fucking consuming itself
0: i mean yeah it's damaging your lungs to a point where you're gonna suffocate to death, and then it goes from your lungs to your fucking
3: bones into your organs like it's it's a multi-system fucking disease and like so traumatizing like unbelievable pain (laughs) And, and suffering and one of the worst parts about it too is it, it's kind of like a slow-onset disease, right? Suddenly you start feeling under the weather. You don't feel well, and then slowly you develop a cough, and then you start spiking fevers, and then next thing you know you're a fucking vampire that your body's eating yourself, and you're just miserable, and you die.
1: We don't eat ourselves. Now, <laughs> you have, you're going to put all these people who have this disease where you die slow, tremendously painful suffering, and at this time, they don't really you know a lot about to treat it, and you have all this suffering in one isolated area. I mean, we've gone all through a lot of spooky places, but so far, this looks like a recipe for paranormal, paranormally activating a, a place.
3: It's insane. This river place. of pink ooze underneath this fucking place.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, so, yeah, yeah, like the best treatments that they could, they could possibly think of at this point was pretty much like get people outdoors, get, get them. Uh, breathing in fresh air. Uh, they were saying that, you know, you would pretty much like th- this place when it was built, it was built with the idea of like lots of sunlight and lots of fresh air. So it was like a bl- lots of windows, um, <laughs> a lot of uh, <laughs> the UV out- outside porches and things like that.
3: <laughs> Kills the virus. A cleaning. Dude, listen, there that was one of the treatments, though, like they with the advanced cases of TB, they would do a thoracotomy. And pretty much fucking cut open your chest cavity and expose your lungs to fucking sunlight.
2: That is insane.
3: That's how they thought they would treat it. That's yep, how they that thought.
0: Was they would. Of, that was one of the uh, more extreme treatments. Yeah. How do you <laughs> patch <laughs> that
3: back up? You don't. I'd say. Well, you know, like we we'll do that to do like a fucking. Sometimes you massage the heart following right. cardiac arrest, like to try and get. And you will do that in some fucking extreme situations but nine times out of ten if you crack the chest you're not coming back you're going you're going to donate some
2: organs i try to find because there's accounts of and so they would put them on the balconies of these rooms open air balconies at all times of the year i was trying to find one of these pictures that says that there is pictures of people like in the snow just like dying and then getting frozen to death at the same time
0: I don't know about I know they have pictures of people like laying out in the snow. Like they had them, you know, they would take them outside and like lay them on the ground
1: so they could, you know, breathe in the fresh winter air. Well, and then I I had read that like some of them wouldn't bring they wouldn't even be brought in until they had like a nice skiff on them.
3: (laughs) You know, like (laughs) when you you scrape your windows in the morning, fucking get a little frost off there. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure that these certain situations helped inspire like the creation of the heated blanket. Maybe. Like a lot of these people were fucking swaddled like newborns and had heated yeah. blankets and stuff like that. And put yeah, outside. You in find, the cold.
0: There's lots of historical photos and things like that from uh, a lot of these places, because this, like the sanatoriums were like all along the East coast, like all over their places, lots of high altitudes. Like there's a couple in Colorado, um, I think there's a couple like in the Appalachians and a lot in the uh, the eastern, northeastern United States. Like you had all these places and they were um, places where you would have people who could send uh, their family members or, you know, uh, to, to these places to get better. And so, yeah, there are a lot of pictures and from, from that, you know, that point in time. And there are ones of them all just like <laughs> it's like covered in blankets sitting out on porches like on a winter day. You know, they're not wrong though. Like this is even today, like,
3: you know, with like respiratory inflammation disorders or something like even with the kids, like you guys know what croup is. Yep. Like okay. kids, when they have the barking cough. Yep. Um, If before the ambulance gets there, they, they say, take your kid outside if it's cold. A lot of people that have COPD have easier time breathing outside. Like it, help, it is kind it of function. like a whole, you know, a homemade fucking cure to help. Open up the airways a bit. Mm-hmm. It's
0: not going to cure TB, but, but
3: <laughs> right might, here, pro- might you know, prolong, your,
0: right track. prolong your chances. So now the hospital was originally built, or the sanatorium was originally built to house about fifty to sixty patients who were suffering from tuberculosis. Uh, the hospital itself actually underwent a renovation because the epidemic became to such a proportion that they started getting more and more people. Woo, business uh, is good. To this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so when you had this many people there, uh, the problem was, like we said, with such a high mortality rate of tuberculosis, the problem was getting those people who had expired um, out of the hospital without Tr- with trying to not traumatize Uh-oh. and put extra, you know, emotional and psychological stress on the uh, other patients who are uh, being treated at that's the facility, a
3: beautiful excuse for laziness. They're like I don't want to haul this motherfucker down the stairs. Like, this is you. I've seen you just saw that office episode where they have to sedate Stanley and get him down the stairs.
2: Right. Okay. Hey, <laughs> right, wants Dan to carry I, anybody down the stairs. I know exactly what you're about to talk about. But before we get there, let's just if you're watching the live stream, let's show people what this place looked... it's something straight out of a horror movie. Well that's not the one. Yeah. an idiot. What have I done? What have I done? You blew it. You blew I it. Can, it I ten, fucking take
0: blew it, it away. It's over. Shit the bed. It's a very lights. large. It's it's a nice looking building. Most of these buildings you know, when they were built were, you know, yes. they spent some money making ah, these things. There we go. And they're they have some very unique architecture for that that time what do you and, like uh, when you say it's you, like what they said like neo-gothic or gothic or yeah, whatever architecture. you say unique
3: you mean like fucking perfect recipe for paranormal activation
0: it looks like I mean, yeah. you
2: built it haunted yeah. on purpose yeah yeah a hundred percent
3: it you was built, built with like orphans
0: blood and fucking built, skulls well i don't i don't know about that
2: <laughs> it, it looks like it's about four stories from the one side it looks like a it's straight out of I think the original
0: laundry. part is like that middle part, like where you have that 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 part that's sticking out from the center. Like there's that, and then there's like the uh the couple on the outside, but they're like some of that is more recent addition, not more recent, but um a couple decades in, they had added those other uh rooms and renovations to the actual building itself. Yeah, spooky. Oh it's
1: because like, I was gonna say, like the more recent photos look like they can handle a little more than forty to fifty patients. Yeah. It looks humongous. <laughs>
0: And uh yeah, it is, I mean, it is super spooky now because it's like in a lot of disrepair. I yeah, abandoned.
1: back in the heyday,
0: it was let's get let's nice, get to the
3: spookiest fucking tunnel of all tunnels that you're leading up to.
0: So when you're trying to remove these bodies from the actual building itself and you don't want the other patients to see it, um what they had to do was remove these bodies through a tunnel, which was also known as the bottom, which came to be known as the body chute. Uh, originally, it had or been death used. Tunnel. By- death or tunnel. Death tunnel. Yeah, I, death you could tunnel. call it death tunnel. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's <laughs> and a, uh, That's the name of a metal band. Death tunnel? Well, Fuck yeah.
0: it. originally, it had been used to uh, get like supplies and get stuff into there, like, you know, move. Um, uh, food and and things like that through the things but then eventually they co-opted it to move out the bodies because they were just having so many and having to move them out
3: work smarter not harder man just fucking shoot them down there
1: so how did this work they just they would just rifle these people down like a water slide like how does this work one last ride it's
0: a tunnel like it's like a (laughs) <laughs> like it goes, it's a tunnel that goes from the, for underground, like yeah. from the it includes, it's an enclosed tunnel that runs fr- straight from the hospital to the railroad track. So you wouldn't see them like moving them across the ground. Yeah, you, just, you, have yeah. To, yeah, yeah. you still have to lug, you have to physically... You know, carry the bodies or move the bodies. For yeah. how long? Um, how long until they lubed up those fucking stairs and just shot them the fuck down there? Well, well I know. It, if you look like at photos, pictures of it, it's got stairs and then it's got it's like, got a, like a, just a ramp. Yeah, yeah fuck, so, perfect. It's a fucking laundry chute. Yeah. So, here, here's what I'm saying. It's just like a laundry chute. <laughs> everybody's picturing like a laundry chute that you like throw it in for a second. Garbage chute. You just drop these bodies.
1: But he, I don't here's, think it's like that at all. Here's <laughs> like, what I'm that's
2: saying. How I saw it. <laughs> just open the door and
1: down the down goes the body if you looked at this if you looked at the stairs and the slope like it's got a like a decent size slope to it where it's like you know you could get some you don't think there was one guy they hired some young guy who's pushing the you know the body the body trolley down there and he started treating like a little bit of a shopping cart where he gets some speed and lifts his legs up right then he's having some fun on there Woo! (laughs) Woo! I see
3: a nice smooth fucking little launch pad there. They were tossing bodies down there. It's pretty <laughs> they were steep. curling. They were curling with fucking TB patients and just shooting them
2: down there. How how, sti- how steep do you think the angle is?
0: It's pretty steep. It's not that much because it's like it's you, you would have to be able to push like you know, yeah. stuff that you would get supplies and stuff you would get from the railroad that I assume like they would drop off, you know, shipments of whatever they needed. And then you have to push it up there. So it's just like an incline for like wheeled carts and things like that. Yeah, so grease them up. Like,
1: um, up. But what I'm saying is that, like, without a doubt that there were some bodies that were maybe, you know, weren't handled with, you know, maybe the best of care oh. going down this thing. I'm just saying as a human, as a fellow human, uh, you know, if I was given this job, I would like to say, like, at the beginning, I'd be like, yeah, you know, all, we should treat all these bodies with respect and stuff. But very shortly after, I'd be surfing Surfing yeah. USA, <laughs> everybody do that. Everybody fucking, goes uh, surfing, First one, surfing body shoot, 100%. right? Like very quickly, like a weekend,
3: dude. <laughs> look how long that was. You know how fucking tiring that would be. Be like, no, not happening. We're launching this guy down here.
1: Weekend at Bernie's, just toss him. <laughs> um, so, again, yeah. You know, you you start to treat some of the bodies like this with a little bit of disrespect. You're just adding to some. They're dead. Bigger issues. They're dead. Add into the haunting.
0: Now, the, there are some estimates, and then they're kind of thrown around around, uh, or kind of like gain some traction within the the lore of Waverly Hills. But uh, about how many bodies and how many people had died? But according to Doctor J Doctor J Frank Stewart, who was a former assistant medical director at the hospital, they he said that the highest number of deaths to occur at the sanatorium in a single year was about one hundred and fifty two. So, I mean, that's still Jeez. a high number because yeah. that's still like what? That's, that's what that's still blows more than my 10 mind. Like, you know, like.
3: that's what blew my mind when you're listening to these shitty fucking Ghost Hunter shows where like upwards of sixty three to 70,000 people died in this place. And you're like, listen, this what? place, they, no, definitely not. That fucking math does not add up at all. I'm like, you look mm, at no. the kill rate of fucking tuberculosis, you look at the mortality rates, it doesn't even make sense. And it's like, Enough people are dying from this place, from tuberculosis. It's horrible. Why do we need to fucking blow it up to some ridiculous, unbelievable number?
0: Yeah, there's some unrealistic... I mean, 150 is still a lot. Like I said, that's still like more than 10 deaths, like a month. That's still like 10 deaths a month, which is still a lot. 60,000, you need like what? Fucking... Yeah, Three, four odd. a day. Well, I mean, Well, not that's not per year. Like you said, sixty thousand. They said sixty thousand in the history of that place. So if you had hundred and fifty, well, I mean, they said the highest was hundred and fifty. So you could say if there's like a hundred or eighty a year, that's still a lot, though. I mean, yeah, sixty thousand, yeah, but that's nowhere still, like, close to
3: years. That's that that that's an astronomical amount of fucking
0: dead people. Yeah, and that it, doesn't it, like yeah. shut down in like the sixties. Like, yeah. So. Like it was, that, only, I, it was only, it was for like 50 years, you know, it was open for 50 years, but yeah. So. It's shitty
3: because that kind of stuff kind of like mocks the credibility of these stories and stuff. Because you're like, this is already a building for people to die in. There was enough people dying yeah. with the real numbers. <laughs> like,
0: so um, eventually... Uh, after the, you know, after the available treatments of vaccin- the vaccines for tuberculosis came along, medical science, you know, got to the point where it's like tuberculosis becomes a perfectly treatable and avoidable disease. And so the demand for these uh, sanatoriums uh, began to decline. And so in 1961, Waverly Hills was closed down and then they reopened it a year later to become a uh, geriatric sanitarium. So it a place to put um, old folks <laughs> And um, now there is some of this adds up into some kind of, you know, this could add on or this kind of compounds the problem of you have people suffering from tuberculosis. Now you have a lot of, um, you know, elderly patients living in here. Some of them are not 100% all there. Um, Then you get these budget cuts that came along during the 1960s and 70s, uh, which led to you know when you cut budgets to these places these healthcare facilities um we talked about it and during the same time parents with well. like childcare yeah. uh, you get these uh horrible conditions or what We're we dealing consider with that horrible right conditions now, too
1: yeah you get you you end up hiring employees like me and Andrew who are surfing USA on dead Buddy. bodies <laughs> down bodies. Listen,
3: that dude. You get you get fucking Ben Stiller from from yeah. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> 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 can you can I trouble you for a warm glass? Or shut the hell up, sleeper? I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> like, oh, your fingers <laughs> hurt. Oh, your fingers hurt. Now <laughs> your back hurts because you just yeah. got
1: your landscaping duty.
3: <laughs> but like, it, it's sad though because we're like we're currently dealing with that shit still. Like our old folks homes are in deplorable shape due to overcrowding and no budgets. Like in Canada, they all got exposed during fucking COVID when they brought the military in to help. Yeah. Like yeah. sad dude. And so uh, in
0: 1982, the state finally closed the facility for good. And good. so the, for about, you know, 20 some years or no, sorry, about like a decade, the, the, the property sat like unused. It was just kind of sitting there. And then you had it purchased in 1996, uh, along with the surrounding land by Robert Albert Albraski who ran, um, (laughs) this this, Albraski. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he ran a uh, a foundation called Christ the Redeemer Foundation Incorporated and he had planned originally to construct the world's tallest Jesus on the Waverly site and mm. um that would that statue probably or he had probably planned it to stand about 100 probably 132 feet because the tallest one at the time, I looked it up. It was like the tallest one at the time that had been completed was the Cristo, Cristo de la Concordia in uh, or the Christ of peace in Cochabamba, Bolivia, uh, which was finished in 1994. And so it was 132. He, he, he had originally imagined it to be like a, um, very similar to the Christ, the redeemer statue in Brazil, the one that stands on top of the mountain. Right. Um, Jesus, yeah,
2: Nothing says uh, nothing cleanses a place full of death than a hundred foot Jesus statue.
0: Everyone knows. Right. That. Unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Um, he had planned to turn like the, the giant Christ statue and also turn the facility itself into a kind of like Jesus uh, land. A, so, well, yeah, Jesus land or some sort <laughs> of like mega church, like proto mega church, I assume. And, um, you know. The funding fell through. They never got close to the goal of what they were gonna, the money that they needed <laughs> to raise to to actually build one of these things. And uh, so the the it essentially just fell into disrepair. It just kind of mm-hmm. set in kind of a limbo until Tina and Charlie Maddenley bought the property in two thousand one, and they wanted, or they originally wanted, and I think they still do want to completely restore the property. And then, but the, the, the hospital that. is is falling apart. I mean, it is a, it is a large building itself and you can imagine the, the maintenance costs of trying to just keep it from falling apart, uh, it could probably be pretty, it's probably fucking, the roof is pro- was probably
2: leaking. Once water gets in, like buildings deteriorate really quick.
0: And so the uh, you know the Maddinleys have put some money into it. Uh, within the first years of them actually owning the property, they uh, removed the asbestos. That's something you definitely would want to take out of there. Uh, that had been in place when it, in its original construction. And then they replaced at least one hundred broken windows because I mean that place is huge. Like there's probably more than a hundred broken windows. I mean I assume. That's oh, that's probably that's probably a thousand windows in this place, man. And so they began to. Uh, run the haunted tours out of there around 2001 um, and the rate in order to raise money for this, the, the continuation of the restoration project and which they imagine will eventually include a bed and breakfast.
3: What? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Spooky uh, breakfast. Spooky breakfast. Yeah.
0: You, know, you can have a, you know, ghost with your ghost with your bacon and eggs, poltergeist bacon and eggs. So. booberry. Yeah. Yeah. Um Uber what, jam. What a So what now a business Waverly Hills is on a couple of lists for the you know one of the world's most haunted places or it is recognized on some paranormal list as um uh, one of the world's most haunted places or paranormally activated locations, as Andrew would say.
1: Well, it makes sense, man. If you look at it, like you had a tremendous amount of people that went through their suffering. You had, you know, it's, you know, some of these people with tuberculosis were tested on. They were trying out things like, let's see if this works, right? So you, you have these people in great suffering. Then when you get later on, like you you have these elderly patients that are dimensions and maybe these people that weren't ready to leave. Uh, and they are just like leave this plane of existence and they're just dealing with these terrible terrible conditions before their deaths so it's like you know mistreatment and stuff like all of this is it's like a perfect it's a it's a movie basically of like this is the conjuring of how you would get a paranormally activated building in real well, life
3: it's interesting that you brought up the old folks home right and people like dealing with conditions in the end of their life because I wonder you know how many missed diagnosed people with di- dementia. Like, oh, this guy's talking to himself, or he's seeing things. He's got dementia.
1: Yeah.
3: is Does he have dementia, or is he seeing motherfucking ghosts? Maybe yeah. he's getting paranormally activated.
1: Ghosts. That's a good point later on, for sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, is- then they're strapping these people in, and he's getting tormented by ghosts strapped in a bed. Oh. <sighs>
0: Spooky, man. And so, you have the... Like the sanatorium itself, uh, which had been kind of essentially abandoned uh, after you know uh, the the Christ the Redeemer incorporated, you know couldn't meet their goals hmm. and nobody was really staying there. Nobody really Graceland, um, you know, before the Mattinglys had uh, purchased the land. And so um, you had groups of like teenagers, as you would groups of teenagers and stuff coming through there, going in <laughs> on there and dares, and then you started to have around 2001, you started to have these uh is when the stories started to circulate about paranormal activity and people who had witnessed ghosts and apparitions within the the building itself. So you you, you started to see these stories of um a, a, like the appearance of a little girl who had been seen running up and down uh, on the third floor of solarium, or you had a little boy who had been spotted with a leather ball. And this is um, one of the one of the better known ghosts, which is uh, considered Timmy, Timmy, or might be the name his name Timmy, Timmy or referred Timmy. to as
1: Timmy. <laughs> and yeah, he like you know if you watch any of the Ghost Hunters show, they're always throwing marbles and leaving balls, balls in the hallway for him and. You know, just waiting for anything to try to make him come and play. So it, you know, it's. The f- fuck was that? Conspiracy oh crash God. in your party here, buddy, or what? Fuck, I got my window open. The wind freaked the shit out of me. Oh. Holy fuck. Pulled over your green screen? Oh. I don't, dude, that. Are you like,
3: it's conspiracy <laughs> over the place or what? <laughs> <laughs> Give
1: me a fucking heart attack. Oh. Uh, what were we talking about, <laughs> dude? Talking about the ghost of yeah. Why don't
3: uh, we talk about rainbows and lollipops? Well, I, I, after that Brayden, that I, I, you've
2: recorded. Spooky, a, you've recorded a lot. I've never seen your green screen move because of the. Well, wind. just,
1: dude. I'm telling oh, you, I've, dude. It's it, it's. We're in the middle of a heat wave here on the island, and it's so fucking hot. And I have all the windows in my house, and I have a window just to my left here. I have it just, wide open. Oh, and no, stop, 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 fucking stop.
3: Just in all honesty, it's conspiracy over at your place. No, no one's here. You fuck, you swear. Swear. I have a dog and- Because that, there's no way wind would fucking move your curtain like that. That didn't, that, like, it would, like, be all, like, wispy and that didn't make, that look like somebody grabbed your fucking green screen. So if you're, if you're not lying, you need to stop podcasting right now and get the fuck out of your house.
1: Yeah, no, okay, don't fuck with me. (laughs) Of all people, I'm going to be the guy to fuck with you about this.
2: It it didn't look natural.
1: It didn't look natural at all. I felt it. I felt the fucking breeze. Okay, um, Braden's officially getting it just paranoid spooked, activated. It just spooked me. It like Granted I, I did get scared. Mr. Conspiracy is in the Yukon. You you moved into a new house, right? Yeah, this is my who first week. Lit, here.
2: Who lit, like are you by yourself? Or you got no one. No Someone's over?
1: over there. Don't fucking. He's no one's it's over It's all you, a fucking scam. Do
0: you guys have it? Yeah. Do you guys have the law or like the, the the realtor law like policy that you have to disclose if a place is haunted? do you have I, that
1: I don't know for a if for a like a rental probably not okay
0: I know we have hmm. that in some st- or at least in some states like they have to legal, they're legally obligated to um, to disclose if a place well, they, is haunted or not they have to tell if like, <laughs> somebody died in there right died in the That's, house yeah too yeah, but yeah. they also like haunted no like legit like if it is considered to be haunted I don't or, think we got that
2: be, in Canada like you can't you don't have to disclose it's haunted because but definitely death in the house but Bray, did you inquire yeah, when you got this. that place?
0: Isn't it out in the middle of nowhere? Didn't you say your neighbor lives like... It a is. Place? Is that an EMF meter?
1: Yeah, it is. I thought it just went off. It did a little flash, but nothing. All
2: right. Okay. Well, while we get this sorted out, because this derailed the pod a little bit, Woo! so we're gonna get a, we're gonna refill some Let's... beers, and we'll be uh, we'll be right back.
1: We're back. Woo, we're back. I, did a, I had to do a hard sweep of the house because... Anything? It's creepy. Um, No. Nothing. I'm my st- doors... My doors were unlocked. Oh, fuck. I, they're all locked now. I <laughs> wonder if... You know what? Maybe... Seriously, maybe
3: somebody fucking popped in. Maybe it's one of those fucking cannibal fucking bush people. You live near place a place called
2: look-see.
0: Crystal Lake? You know the Crystal or, Lake? Or...
2: <laughs> ever since you're here for pod week... Since you left the studio demon, I have not seen her. No. no, Not even, inc- not even an inkling of the no. studio demon has not D- been here since you left. Don't put
1: that on
3: me. No. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, I'm it. glad you took it away with you to fucking Campbell River. That makes uh, it's happy. not here.
2: I think it might no. be. Did you take anything from the uh, studio home with you? Uh, we, might, we might have switched webcams by accident. That might be the Horcrux.
1: No. Uh, what were we talking about? Timmy? Timmy.
0: Timmy and the other spooks that are alleged yeah. to Let's haunt go Waverly Timmy. Hills. Uh, you have not only Timmy, who is one of the uh, more popular uh, attractions for the haunted tours and things like that, but you also have reports of people seeing a ghostly hearse that appears in the back of the building, and seems to be dropping off coffins, or you have a um, one of the other more gruesome uh, poltergeists or... Uh, Ghost seems to be a, a woman with bleeding wrists, an elderly woman I think has been described who wanders around and, and cries for help. Except when people, you know, those who have seen her seem to say like when they when they approach her, she runs off. It, it seems a bit she, confused or
3: is she crying, saying my fingers hurt?
0: I
2: mean, my not fi- sure my fingers, my fingers hurt. hurt.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my and so you have other legends that have popped up uh, since the time, you know, at least since the you know early two thousands and nineties. Of uh, uh, you got men in white coats seen walking through. I think uh, one of the uh, one of the more popular signs of, of paranormal activity is people have said that they've smelled actual cooking of food sometimes that that comes through uh some parts of the building when they're when they're going through on on some uh I mean you can go you can literally go there on a paranormal tour oh, like I at love night or to like that. and the the the, the Waverly oh, no. Hills location nope. itself has been a site for many you know since it's since it's you know uh, named as a most haunted site in the world it has become a very popular location for a lot of ghost hunting shows and and, and haunting shows for good so, reason um yeah for good reason and so you have these things that people have said that they've smelled the cooking of food uh which is it would be nigh impossible in there i mean there's no Facilities in there, anything that's serviceable at that point. So there's nothing really in there. Like I don't know. They walk through that place. They say they're trying to restore it, but I've seen you know seen pictures and at these ghost hunting shows that go through there. It's like that place is place is a fucking. It's falling apart. Terrifying. Yeah, it's falling apart. There's there's spray paint. St- there's graffiti everywhere. Like I don't. I don't. Think it looks like quite anymore. possibly
1: the worst bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, worse than where we stayed on Skid Row. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, I mean that place was nice. It just was on Skid Row. And it had that that little interesting cleaner that would kind of
2: hang out <laughs> in the room for hours.
1: Yeah. Was he trying to fucking clean
3: shit with the strong arm? <laughs>
0: Basically. Yeah. Um one of the more storied locations within the building itself is room 502
3: sounds spooky already I don't know why
0: but now according to the stories and the Waverly Hills lore there was a nurse that was found dead in room 502 in 1928 and it said that she had committed suicide by hanging herself from a light fixture in the room Uh, it, it said that she was age 29 at the time of her death and that perhaps presumed pregnant, presumed pregnant and unmarried at the time. And that these circumstances had perhaps been the impetus for her suicide. Now I
1: I just need to tell everyone about this event because if you, there's a great episode of Mm. most haunted uh, where they go and they have like a psychic come in who they're walking into room 502. And as he walks in, he goes, (laughs) is there salt? I taste salt. Is there blood in my mouth? Sulfur, I think he said. Blood or sulfur? And everyone looks, they're like, no, nothing. He's like, I taste blood. An abortion. An abortion happened. She did an abortion. And then everyone, then there's like, oh, what? And then the one girl goes, and she she hung herself? Did she actually commit suicide? And he like side eyes her, and he's like, yeah. (laughs) And it's honestly... (laughs) Painstakingly awkward, like everyone's everyone's like expressions in it, and his. Uh, I highly recommend it. um But yeah, you know, some people say that this woman may have performed like her own abortion on herself. Well, or hanging herself. Well, there is a little bit more that we've heard
3: on this. Now there there have been a few mediums that have actually gone there and channeled some spirits and. Apparently, the name of this nurse was Mary Hilleberg. And one of the stories goes that she fell in love with a married intern that was there for a small practicum and had a family that lived a few states away. So they had kind of like this hidden love that they hid from everybody else at the sanatorium. And one morning, she remembers waking up to the smell of coffee and becoming nauseated and started vomiting. And much to her chagrin, she was pregnant. And she tried hiding it from this doctor as long as she could. And he ended up finding out he was absolutely furious. Didn't talk to her for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden came to her room and was like, listen, let's run away together. Let's go west. I want you to meet me in room 502 in the middle of the night. And we're going to run away together. So she goes and waits for him in room 502. Where there's three men waiting for her there already that grab her, hold her down, and perform a fucking abortion on her. Oh, fuck. Now, the abortion goes self, and she ends up fucking duh. bleeding. <laughs> too- <laughs> she ends up bleeding too much, and she ends up dying. So they end up grabbing her and making a mock hanging. And then that's how she's found, and the nurse that finds her found it extremely peculiar because she was covered in blood, and that didn't make sense because she hung
1: herself, and the,
3: they well, assumed that the blood was from the abortion.
1: See, now thinking about that story, when I heard it the first time, and I was, I was like, I was like, it seemed interesting to me that you would perform a self-abortion and then kill yourself when you, you could just get two birds stoned and just hang yourself. Like, like if that was your in game, like it seems weird to put yourself through that kind of torture. Yeah. So then when you're telling me this this murder plot that doesn't sound, you know, too crazy, again, huge recipe for a fucking absolute paranormal activation.
3: Well, the crazy part too is about this room 502 that apparently in 1932, which was, I don't know how many years later, but not many, apparently a nurse leapt Two to years. her death from there. Four <laughs> years. A, a nurse leapt to her death from that fucking building. As well, from the exact same room. That's fucking 502, man. It's paranormally activated. It doesn't get much more paranormally activated than that. You got fucking Bush League abortions and hangings and fucking jump. Like, you know um,
1: want to know a weird coincidence? Yeah. Sure. It's I just struck so. me as th- that's my I new address so. is 502.
2: Oh, fuck. Now,
3: just end kidding. the call. Shut it down.
2: I don't want to talk to you. I'm, deleted, I'm deleting Braden from the podcast. That's not real. Let's yeah, get rid
3: of him. Delete him from the podcast. Uh, hang he's, up. He's We're been done. compromised.
0: Yeah.
3: That's not real. He's been compromised. That's
0: it. So now that uh that that is one of the stories that is perhaps a uh the longest lasting and probably has the most impact on most people who when they tell that story. Um, but uh, th- like we said, like we mentioned before. The ghost of Timmy seems to be the one that it probably has like the most interaction or uh, people have said that they've had the kind of interaction. If you go back, I, I watched an episode of Ghost Hunters uh, when they revisited Waverly Hills uh, for like this. I You know, they've gone back there um, at least once or twice. They went back there for a live episode and um, they said that they had placed a ball down uh, in the hallway where Timmy is, is said to be his his. You know, his ghost is said to be. Most active, and when they put the ball down, they said where they originally put it, and then they they kind of walked around the floor a little bit, and when they came back to where the ball was, it had moved approximately like 16 feet, like down the hallway. Like there was no breeze. They said that you know there was no breeze. There was nothing. There was nothing around. There's nobody. Everybody who was on that floor was with them, moving around with them to different rooms. Um, you know, doing their investigation of the of the paranormal investigation of the the, the building itself and when they came back that ball had moved
2: just and so like, did they they didn't see anything though
0: well they didn't see anything they they didn't see anything well they saw the video like they had a camera focused on the ball itself i guess when they originally put it down and then they, you can see the like footage of the ball actually moving Not not rolling, not rolling down and moving the the sixteen feet, but you can see it like moving by itself, like rocking back and forth, you know, fractionally. But that's um, even spookier
3: than just moving.
0: Wait, so it (laughs) didn't it didn't roll? It was actually like it it was like
3: now
2: it it was picked up?
0: Well, they had put it like they said they were from where they had put it down and where they found it originally, it was sixteen feet, like that's where it had been. Right. Um, and now,
1: they didn't really just, uh, listen, they,
0: I don't think they really looked any for signs for versus rolling versus lifted
1: up and picked up and placed there. But I'm a believer in hauntings. I've had experiences. I believe that this place has all the ingredients to be haunted. But this one aspect of like this ball rolling 60 feet, this building was built fucking. So long ago. If I throw a fucking marble on my floor right now, chances are it's going to roll somewhere. My the place I'm in now is like 1956. Like they, you you know what I mean. Like the construction wasn't the great, and a lot of these things don't stand the test of time. Things shift, drop, right? Like you settle. So to me that when they're like it rolled i'm like if this thing fucking started bouncing down the hall and they heard it clickety clacketing like fucking bam 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 bounding down the hall then i'm like okay that's terrifying but when they come back and it's just moved i'm like you know what that could have just been a slope in that part that you know isn't visible to the naked eye but if you threw a level on that bad boy you'd be like oh she out dude yeah, any hard the fact
3: that it rocked back and forth and not moved not rolled that's fucking weird
2: yeah. Did it, that's what I mean. Did it rock back and forth and like was picked up, He's, like pushed?
3: No, like, I mean, roll? they had
0: it. They had a camera focused on it. I think when they originally put it down, they didn't they didn't I don't think they had it. They didn't have a camera on it the whole time, like while they were walking around. Like when they originally put it down, it kind of rocked back and forth a, like a little bit. Like I, nobody was touching it. Right. Like they put it down for like a couple seconds and then it kind of rocked back and forth. But they didn't have any footage of it actually moving from spot to spot.
2: Right, so they didn't yeah.
0: have any of that footage. Um, this th- this episode of Ghost Centers was pretty good. Um, they had ECW legend Elijah Burke, and by, I use the term legend loosely because I have no ECW. Experience. ECW um, is ECW still around? I don't is know. That still a thing? WWE bought it, didn't they? Okay, um, you know they had this guy in there, um, six foot, huge, tall guy. He was freaked out of his mind. Um, they, you know he he said that he saw. Uh, at least one strange apparition at the end of a hallway or something, which he originally thought was like a reflection of himself, like in in a window, like he thought the moon would, was casting like a reflection on the on the thing. And he said he waved at it. It didn't wave back. So he knew it wasn't his reflection itself. And then, uh, you know, it's something or, you know, someone or something had moved around a corner and he didn't know what it was. So yeah. that he was he was. Pretty freaked out. Uh, they were all standing together. He was talking about his experience in there, and then they—you hear some type of scraping sound in the background, and he was out, like he was gone, like he that dude sc- screamed and took off. He could have suplexed the ghost, man, no problem. <laughs> uh, he was not having it. So get that the tables. It. Yeah.
1: Um, well, even in the most haunted uh, episode I watched, they have like the, you know, in the wing where they would obviously store the bodies. They have like the, you know. Uh, where you like wheel out the cart out of the wall where they would like per- hold morgue? the bodies, the morgue? morgue, yes. And one of the guys gets in there, and they just leave him in there. He gets in, he gets in, and they slide him in, and well, they this leave him locked too. Like yeah, and and he fucking panics, and when they pull him out, oh really? He panics. He, that's oh, that's dude, he's super <laughs> shocking. <laughs> he has a little bit of a meltdown, and when he pulls him out, he's like, I felt like I was being scratched, and he lifts his shirt, and he has visible scratches. Now you oh, know there's only a rat two. In there. There's only two things you know. Well, okay. Now there's three explanations for that. There's a rat in there with them. Uh, two, he lifted his shirt and gave himself some belly scratches, like to, enough to draw blood. Or three, like he had a terrible time in there and something, you know, violent, went at him. I could see a ghost
3: being so like, dude, why the fuck are you in here, man? Like what's going on? Like, what are you trying to accomplish, man? Like, get I'm gonna scratch you. Get the fuck out of here. My space. Yeah. Like what are we trying to do here? You don't yeah. have to be in here. I had to be in here. Be Yeah. It. That's dude. I don't even like going in the MRI machine. I get a fucking panic attack in there. That gives me the heebie jeebies. I can't even wrap my brain around that
0: the uh yeah the i could only really f- i only really found the ghost hunter episode so i watched through that and it was also the episode where they had, i didn't even know this was a thing but they had a like i guess they had a competition cuz this was the, this episode was just, like from 2007 and i guess they had a um a competition where you could go in and uh, you were like to upload an audition video to be a ghost hunter on the show And so they would like upload these things and then they had like their finalists. They had the three finalists come on that thing. So you just had these three randos in the ghost hunting episode. And man, like, man, the thing is, like at the end of the episode, I don't think really anybody finds anything like in in, like less than they normally do. And some of their investigations, like some of their investigations are, are kind of spooky. And you're like, okay, maybe that was something. But like even this one was like. I don't think really anybody found anything about like like they couldn't get any real good. Um, what like they usually do? They get like the um, the thermal like the thermal imaging and and the things like that that they, they kind of catch on camera. Uh, sometimes uh, they didn't really do anything that time. So I don't know if it was it's just a weak night. You know, like,
3: sounds like they won in my opinion. That's <laughs> they fucking. That's victory. <laughs>
0: Well, you had, and then again, I watched the, uh, you know, you watched some of the other shows, you had the, uh, Buzzfeed Unsolved and the two guys the two hosts of that show. I don't know their names, um, went in there and they spent the night, they spent the whole night there, um, the one strange thing that did happen is they they went to the same floor i believe that uh where people allege that timmy likes to frequent the ghost timmy likes to frequent third floor the third floor and they yeah. they threw a ball down there to try and you know draw out timmy to try and you know interact with him and the ball the first toss of the ball it bounced down the hallway and then seemed to bounce into a side room or when uh. they went they went to go found it and it was underneath it was underneath where they found it was i like the written name of Ryan which is one of the host names i don't even remember um one of them his name was Ryan and Ryan was spray painted on on the wall where they where they found the ball
3: and they still spent the night and get they still fucked. spent the night
0: get fucked. wait so the ghost can use spray paint well no it's like that had prep that that spray paint had already been there oh uh, okay Or that's what what you're led to believe. Like, it it was already there.
3: (laughs) We, there's... I don't want to backtrack too much, but there's still another ghost story from more, like, the the later years in the Woodhaven, when it became Woodhaven in the 60s. Right. Which I thought was really fucking cool. So, there was this lady that was part of the old folks' home. Her name was Doris. And the staff always witnessed this lady, Doris, having full-blown conversations with herself. And... She had no diagnosis of dementia yet. Maybe they were thinking she had sundowners like, you know, on the cusp of dementia, early signs of dementia, but she wasn't diagnosed with anything yet. But they noticed she'd have these conversations and one of the staff members ended up getting to know her. And it turns out that Doris would always talk about this friend that she had. And later she told her that she was actually a patient at Waverly Hills when she was a kid, when she had tuberculosis and she survived. And she went and showed her a picture of this is my friend, and it was another little girl Mm. that was a fucking patient at Waverly Hills that died.
1: Nope. Nope.
3: Fuck that, man. Fuck that. That's fucking spooky as hell. (sighs) (sighs) So
1: yeah, you have
0: these lots of spooky stories that surround Waverly Hills and you know inhabit the history of this place, and uh, like. for the life of me, I'm like, they say this is the most haunted places, but there are plenty of other places that that I've seen that I'm like, this is way more haunted than, than this place. You know, like I, for me, it's, it's really hard for me to like get into some of these things. I don't know if it's just the, the, I don't know the, the, the shows that we've watched or the, the investigations that we've seen, which like, I don't like, like we could have a conversation about like ghost hunting in general, where it's like, you have these ghost hunter shows, like when they go there, does it affect the whole paranormal situation? Like, does them actually, you know, trying to interact with these ghosts? Is that like, you know, not, does it inhibit the apparition of these ghosts, or the technology or all this Listen, stuff? That if they I bring was there, a ghost,
1: like, if I was a ghost and you brought a camera to come and film me being a ghost, there's not a fucking chance I would do anything for you. Not a chance. The Why second not? that thing was turned off, it's I'd like be slamming doors.
0: Same as Ouija, man. Ouija works. I record though. that shit. It works though, even when you record. So the, it's it's just that thing. It's just like, I don't know what this did to earn the the title of like one of the world's most haunted places. Like I don't know. Why? Well like are we getting into final thoughts here? Are we getting into it?
3: Or are we
1: still got stuff to talk about? Well, did we even talk about the weird entity that crawls on the floor and walls? Oh, the creepy. Crime. So, yeah, the but creeper. like nobody ever really
0: talks about that one. Like I found, I found that one. Like I found the information about this, this, this entity or this, this, uh, uh, what apparition or whatever it is, and it, uh, called the creeper.
1: Um, but I've oh, only found that yeah, I've no. only
0: found it in one or two. I've only found references to it
1: in like one or two places.
0: And you have this, you know why
1: this... it's cause it's the people that go in there with nothing. And they're just like, Hey, let's fucking explore it. And they have a terrible time. Yeah. You brought it on yourself. <laughs> you brought that
3: shit on yourself. Why would you go in there to begin with?
0: <laughs> so you have this, this ghost or this poltergeist or whatever you want to call it, uh, that seems to crawl along the floors and walls of oh. Waverly Hills. Uh, some people apparently believe that it's an, you know, a spirit or perhaps even a demonic force. Um, people believe that it's perhaps a a spirit, a human spirit that has been twisted in its trauma or its, uh. it's uh, uh, of death. You know what it
3: is? It's reverse Peter Parker. We know about this. It's scary
0: as hell. <laughs> and, um, and so, but the people who encounter it say that they are filled with a feeling of dread or something like that. And, you know, but I've only found that reference in like a couple of places, not a lot. And you, I don't think most of the shows that I watch, like any of the ghost hunter play, the TV shows really even talk about that or encountering this. That's the scariest um, one. If well, sure. But it's like, it, it's also like, in okay, description people are, people are filled with dread, but I'm like, also if I'm hanging out in a dank mold and perhaps mold infested, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, con- nearly condemned building, I would also be filled with dread. <laughs> You know, so I, you know, the, the creeper one is like, that's, that's something that I didn't find a lot of it. There wasn't a lot of like uh, corroborating reports about this entity, the creeper. So that's why I kind of like write it off. I'm kind of like, well, like maybe one person or two people kind of had that. But that's doesn't for me, that doesn't warrant enough to be like, this is an actual existing entity. I mean, there are plenty of other places that have like hauntings and they're just like we we have seen this or uh you know when we talked about like uh for example like the trans allegheny sanitarium whatever like that one was like super creepy and you have like the rooms that are the specific rooms that are like no like in this room we've seen many times spirits interacting with objects moving objects things like that you know but um yeah like this one i was like i only found like one or two people that talked about it. And it's so that for me, it doesn't really like nail it down to be like, you know, like, uh, like Braden said, like, you know, they brought in a legit psychic. Did that psychic on the most haunted talk about the creeper? Or did he just talk about the, <laughs> the tasting Tasty. blood and sulfur?
1: He tasted the blood, right? There's the the, blood. The, yeah.
3: the, the man in the white coat too. That's always lurking around minor treatments. He's kind of mm. fun. Scary. Apparently yeah. And extremely the, 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 yeah.
0: violent. And well, I've, you know, I, I, like there aren't any i didn't come across any specific stories of the about Neither the man either. in the white coat
3: i just like, heard about you, him no you that's it, i tried i tried to look up a story for each character that i like heard about but i couldn't find any specific yeah i mean most
0: the, most of the stuff that i came across of is like people seeing shadows shadow people which is that's a thing <laughs> and um yeah, so I, I, for me, and like I can't understand like why some of these places are like the fully on, like people are like, full on, this is the most haunted place or whatever. None of the ghosts seem all of that, um, you know, violent or, you know, tossing things, poltergeist things or not moving stuff, smashing things. Um, some people say they hear a little bit like slamming doors, but it's not frequent enough for me to be like, okay, this is the most haunted place or one of the most haunted places in the world. You know, so I don't know. Um What's your place. final
1: thoughts on it, Dan?
0: So final thoughts for me is that um <laughs> I'm not saying that when Tina and Charlie Mattingly bought the property in 2001, and then also coincidentally, the legends and stories started circulating in 2001, about that time, around the same time. Perhaps you could draw a connection between that and And then they also kind of wanted to drive the they realized they had a lot more work on their hands and they they could possibly turn it into a bed and breakfast. And then maybe they just needed they wanted more money or figured it would be quicker to profit from a uh, haunted tours. I think you can make that connection very easily. That's what I think. But I've never actually physically been there. If I physically went there. And, you know, experienced some of this stuff and and saw some of these apparitions. And maybe I changed my mind. But um, for me, it seems a little bit too too, – it seems a little bit too – Profitable. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I think, like I said, this this place has all the hallmarks and, uh, you know, all the ingredients to make a place truly terrifying. It's old, derelict, you know – a lot of history of suffering and pain uh, neglect so i believe that there is a good chance that this place is very paranormally activated um you know the o- the new owners motives aside whether they're trying to you know profit that or not um do i believe the ghost shows and stuff like that i would lean towards no because you can't have a ghost show you, you've never watched a ghost show where they just go to one of these places and they go, we didn't find anything. This <laughs> no <episode."> ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> no ghosts. It was boring. Like, you got to make, you got to make it exciting. So it's like, you know, what? like, I do believe that that guy, if he wasn't, he, you know, maybe did have scratches before he entered there uh, in the most haunted because you need to make these things. But I think if you went in there with an open mind, no equipment, I think you may see some shit. Uh, I, it's definitely on the bucket list for me. I'd love to go there and uh, experience it once sans uh, recording equipment.
2: But with the Ouija board.
1: Yeah, with so nobody can board, see yeah. you pissing your pants. Yes, while well, I wear a diaper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll all catheter up just in case. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, who's, who's next? I'll go. We'll let Andrew, Andrew go last on this one. I think what we got here is a classic case of a residual haunting. You have so many, let's say if it's 100 deaths a year over, you know, 50, 60 years, like we're still talking thousands of deaths, right? Yeah. So I think like this is a classic case of residual haunting. Like there's not like really poltergeist activity and like slamming doors. It's more like just like repeating events, like people see the hearse, like that was like, that's a residual haunting or like Timmy in the hallway or like, so I think just like the mass traumatic death in this place has probably trapped, you know, if you go with that energy. Yeah, the trapped soul theory of like people die in a traumatic way and then for whatever reason their soul lingers there. And they're not like, they're not haunting people. It's just like they're like forever. (laughs) These events are trapped in time. Is what, it seems
1: what like. are we what's like what's the one case we did with the cars that would drive by and we talked about like maybe the oh the ghost uh, road one um, uh Betris you, you was it the yeah, bachelor's it's like, it's like you know and one of the theories was that like the actual like ground and the the rocks and the dirt like held the stone
0: tape theory or whatever yeah right? the stone yeah.
1: tape theory yeah like maybe it's something like that right where it's it's like yeah you see this balls but it's because that kid played with the ball and like he's just reliving that that terrible he's stuck energy there forever
2: Exactly. And the reason like, yeah, yeah, these people bought it, you know, the reason you hear about all these stories after these people bought it, because they bought it with the intent to share the stories. It doesn't mean the stories hadn't been there the whole time. It's just, they weren't made as a public tourist attraction, you know, for hundreds, for tens, like, what was it? 50, 60 years, people are dying here. There's not like a, a diary of nurses, like, like reporting this stuff doesn't mean that, you know, there hasn't been these like haunted sightings this whole time. It's just like when people buy it with intention to profit from ghost tours, then it just, it. of course, it would make sense that as soon as they buy it, then the stories become, you know, it's a it becomes a marketing thing. It doesn't mean that, it's, you know, it's not haunted. I mean, it's thousands of deaths, traumatic deaths. That's what I think. Andrew? Well, like, I, I want to
3: touch on, like, at the beginning where Braden said, like, this is this is a very negative place filled with pain and sorrow. But at the same time, we got to realize, like, at the point in time that this place was created this was the peak of innovation for treatment for tuberculosis people went in there with fucking hope and dreams and thinking that they were going to get healthy and these doctors and nurses and staff that worked there worked in this facility facility fully knowing that they were exposing their life to fucking extreme danger by cont- like contaminating themselves with tuberculosis like this was a center that was trying to help people. This was a hub in the city it was in. Like this wasn't a dark fucking cloud around this place. This was a symbol of hope. And people were going there to try and get better. Mm-hmm. Right. So these treatments that they received the thoracotomies, the thor oh, fucking thoroplasty where the lob- lobectomies where they're moving parts, yes, they're traumatic and they're awful, but at the same time, like they are they are doing with their best intentions to help these people what they were doing we do a lot of those treatments still today right they weren't the most effective for tuberculosis but like this was a center like for us to go ahead and be like every single place where you know mass people die from fucking illnesses is going to be haunted every single hospital that's been around since the 1800s is going to be fucking paranormally activated cancer centers are going to be paranormally activated like i don't necessarily think that this is this big place of fucking doom and gloom like it's painted out to be i feel like it's getting a bad rep for the people that fucking work there and really tried to help people make a difference i really think that they had their best intentions and i think the guy that bought this fucking place what's, charlie uh, what's mattingly the
1: road what's the road to hell paved in
3: good intentions wow oh. <laughs> Anyways, Charlie Mattingly, the guy that bought this fucking place, is quoted for saying the only way I can afford to make these renovations is by making this place famous, right? And like Zell said, you know, maybe he just wants to tell these stories and bring in people or maybe he needs to pay for fucking some seriously expensive fucking renovations. That being said, would I fucking go to this place? Nope. Yes not a fucking chance <laughs> not for a million dollars i'm not going to this fucking place you this wouldn't score, go for a story, million dollars this story scares the shit out of me all right the only type of spooky stories i like is when fucking spooky pete the prospector gets his mask taken off and he's groundskeeper johnny the whole time and <laughs> a group of fucking teenagers and their great danes solved the fucking problem yeah this shit's way too scary right
0: would have gotten I just, away with it too if it weren't for the
3: meddling kids Exactly. like I, you know, like, I'm not trying to say that this place isn't paranormally activated because it fucking, it, it. just looking at it, you're like, yeah, I could, I could walk by and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that place is fucking paranormally activated. It looks, ha-
2: sure. it looks haunted. It just yeah, looks haunted. But at the
3: same time, I don't think that like the history around this place is as negative as they're trying to make it out to be.
2: But you, but we did talk about that. There was a time when funding de- decreased and the quality of care definitely took a turn for the worst. In worse. the sixties. Yes. Yes. But that was a very short period of time. Yeah, but I'm saying there was. It's not like everyone had a heart of gold. There, I'm sure there was some some workers when people are on their way out that were just not not hundred percent. But
3: like that, you know, like it's it's not like they're fucking drilling into people's brains and doing weird science experiments on them for their own fucking
2: you know gain, right? They were doing the best they could with the information they had at the time.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that, that's just the point I was trying to get across. Like, it because I, I fucked up and accidentally watched an actual like historical video on it first for an hour and a half. While I was in the sauna. <laughs> Don't <laughs> and I'm do like, that. This place doesn't sound bad at all. Like, this place <laughs> sounds great. Like,
2: so oh. that being said,
3: I'm not fucking going there. Not a chance.
2: Mm-hmm. Next pod nope. trip, Waverly. Uh, Some somewhere warm, not Kentucky.
0: Waverly, definitely, definitely, no, definitely not Kentucky. They have a very failing infrastructure in there. It's not a nice place to be. <laughs> Like if we're gonna go somewhere, I'd rather go to the Trans-Allegheny Sanitarium. Like go to that one; that one's nicer. <laughs>
3: or we could go to Universal Studios or something cool. Yeah, like, that too.
0: I could do that. That's, there's hey, a Universal haunted house. Universal Studios is haunted. That people say that. Or oh, go to like the old Nickelodeon well, place fucking, that they closed
2: down. Braden's house is haunted now too. It seems like so.
0: My house
1: is. Well, I don't want to house, house doesn't have
0: roller coasters, so um, I don't want to go to Braden's house. <laughs> it's fun. Now, uh, fun haunted one to I look mean, into.
1: I mean. Normally, like this is a weird thing. Like, normally, this part of the show we fire up the randomatron, but
2: gone. Still, I have I have a guy working on a code for me to try and track track it down. So when it connects, Mm -hmm. if it does connect to to the internet, wherever it may be, we might be able to find it.
1: You can try. Yeah, it might have something to
0: do with the like the dual quantum random matrix that we installed in that thing. I you know I bought that from some guy that you know i thought was legit but i'm not 100% sure now when i think about it i can't even yeah. i can't even go back to the guy like i was trying to trying to ask about you know some of the parameters and and things that that they had used or tested it under i'm not 100% sure they actually tested it on anything i'm sure my, maybe we had gotten some kind of a Dude, you know the, the it's last looking thing like said. It's, it's some t- it's not even like a full production line variant it's like a no. prototype or something
1: should we just do like theory of the week then
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, right. the Randomatron achieved quantum randomness it said and teleported. So God knows where it is.
0: Yeah. Maybe not even him.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's get into a the little theorite of the week. We gotta give it this week to uh what fuck what was this buff <laughs>
1: fuck <laughs> Ding, Daddy. Ding Daddy Ding Daddy Ding Daddy
2: Ding Daddy on Patreon for sending in what seems to be a Bigfoot track in the sand yep Brayden
1: rated
0: it on a scale to zero to Gimlin Gimlin what'd you give it full
1: Gimlin yeah unequivocal proof of Bigfoot
2: if you're watching if you're watching the live stream here you can see it on discord it it's a fucking it's a Bigfoot track it's got a weird thing in the heel
1: The, the weird thing in the heel and the toes look a little wonky they look a little well, too it's a fucking round. fucking
3: Bigfoot
2: foot.
1: They look a little too round, but... Bigfoot.
2: It's got to be wonky. <laughs> it's
3: a Bigfoot foot.
2: Bigfoot's foot. A bigfoot foot? Got a foot. bubbly, yeah, a bubbly toes. Yeah, Bigfoot's foot. You know they don't? I don't have know. You have you seen one? Foot. No. I, you know you, what?
3: Can you compare it to any? So you don't fucking know.
2: But you know you, know what? you know what I want to see on this? Uh, Ding Daddy, if you have more pictures, because we have what looks like a left foot print here. In sand. So there has to be more prints as it walks in the sand. There's no right. way there's not yeah. more than one. Unless it like it jumped to like the water's edge and then the tide took out all of them except for this one, but yeah. it looks like there should well, be more. Well,
0: one footprint is great. Um, I think I said it on there when they sent it in because I, you know, I love Bigfoot shit, and it's like uh, if you have Bigfoot evidence of, of footprints, I'm like it, it, you can tell a lot from two fi- footprints, like where their placement is. You can tell at least like height, weight, stride, strength, stride length, like yep. yeah. There's a lot of stuff an experienced tracker could tell from a, a good set of prints, you know? So if you ever see one, you don't need to get a plaster cast necessarily, that would be awesome. But if you ever see fir- footprints out in the woods, Pacific Northwest or whatever, like take a couple pictures from different angles. Like yeah. don't just take one picture of one foot. Like
2: measurements. If all, you have, if you can get something well, to reference, like a stick banana like, for scale yeah. or
0: something. Yeah, but what know. if he
3: what if he travels like the Hulk, like just bounding? You know, and yeah. that's why he just <sighs> pressed down the one foot and fucking gonzo. <laughs>
0: Well, I th- but yeah, but even then if you did that, like the, the like the footprint would be like way down in the. Dirt, but he's also you know? like he's,
1: Legolas. It, yeah, he's yeah. He also weighs like twelve powerful. pounds. Like okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, he's
3: been sure. into intermittent fasting lately.
0: Yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah, he's a little light. I have right Gives you fucking superpowers. Yeah. Makes you very very
1: Hulk? light
3: on your feet. He's already got them. Gamma radiation gave him that.
1: Alright, let's, uh, let's get to new Patreon supporters. Alright, if you're not supporting the show and you want
2: early access, bonus stuff, all the other goodies, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast, or you can find in the link tree on all our socials. You can't miss it. This week's supporters Anthony Willard Batania Grossen Lee Breyer Jonathan Burris Scudian Richmond Robinson Blake Cates and Michael Monster thank you very much for supporting the show
1: and as we always say at the end of these things keep those eyes on the sky
2: see you in after hour
3: I, I'm way on board with it. Like, there, when we researched this, there was a super lack of spooky shit to look into. I don't
0: know why people call it. <laughs> this, they say it's one of the spookiest places on the earth, and I don't get it. Like, I, because, you know, Charlie watching, Madden, like, even watching the Ghost Hunter show, they weren't 100% sure about like, what they had gotten. They're like, I don't, like, they said something about the ball, but like, Brayden said, it's like, this is an old, dilapidated hospital, the sanatorium. Like, here's, it, it could, easily be something like the floor is slanted and it rolled a little bit like it's yeah. just i don't yeah, oh, yeah. i don't you i can don't make, know what it's th- done this to place earn was that.
2: framed say this is a wood frame place and it was built in the 20 the 20s or whatever it was earlier than that earlier than that so they're guaranteeing if they're building with wood like using wood joint